Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to our Monday, September the 12th weekly leadership call. This is Stephen Whitwell, and I have 9.03 a.m. Pacific time, 11.03 a.m. Central, which means it is 12.03 Eastern. And um, sorry for being a couple of minutes late today to the start of today's weekly leadership call. We're having a couple of technical difficulties with our conference call line, so please note that today's call will not be taking place on our conference call line. We will only be live streaming this into our Facebook page. But then, of course, we'll, this will be on, there'll be a replay of this, and we will have it um, on a podcast later on as well. Um, I'm going to give it a minute or two before we get started. Um, I would highly encourage you right now to text um, every team member possible and have them join um, today's weekly leadership call. We have a special guest with us, our newest scientific advisory board member, Dr. Todd Miller. You're going to get to hear from him today. Um, and you and your team will not want to miss that or tag them in the comments um, on Facebook so they can watch it now or catch our replay. If you are watching live with us right now, if you could just hashtag live so that we know you're catching us live, or if you're catching us later on today or later this week, um, can you do hashtag replay? Again, it is Monday, September the 12th. Uh, we are here live on our Neolife Business Builder page for our weekly leadership call with special guest today, Dr. Todd Miller, one of our newest scientific advisory board members, just an incredible man, uh, incredible leader. And we are so fortunate and blessed to have him a part of the team now at Neolife. And so Ashley and Dr. Miller, I'm going to hand this over to you all to, uh, to, to take it from here. Thank you so much, Whit. Uh, I love how exciting our announcements are. I think they get excited, more and more exciting every single week. We've got so much going on. Um, so make sure that if anyone missed this, they go back and really key in on a Ruby Bootcamp because this is their last shot. So I'm so excited. Uh, a lot of you, the people who were at convention this year, got to meet one of mine and Whit's favorite people. And I'll, I'll tell you why. So we were together in another company. You guys all know my story and Wit's story. But what you don't know is the gentleman that you are about to meet, if you were not at convention, actually, without even him knowing it, uh, helped me build a business and make a whole lot of money in this industry. He had a video that I stumbled upon or myself and my husband, Daniel, stumbled upon when we were brand new in this industry. And it was so good because this man is so dynamic and he is so smart and he takes all of his genius and he boils it down into the most simple way to communicate it that at every single mixer I ever had the entire time we were with the other company, I played one video and one video only. And it was this man. So when Wit told me, he was like, look, we're, we're actually talking to, to Dr. Todd Miller about bringing him on to our scientific advisory board. You have no idea the party that was thrown in the people's household because we know what Neolife has now gained. So I would like to introduce you to the Scientific Advisory Board's newest member, Mr. Todd or Dr. Todd Miller. If thank you so much for being with us today, sir. Hey, my pleasure, Ashley. Good to be so here. So why don't why don't you start out by telling us uh, what is your background and your expertise in? I know this, but I'm very excited for everybody else to hear it because what you 
are passionate about and where your expertise lies is something that really gets our field excited. Yeah. Well, um, what I do now primarily is um, mostly weight management stuff and exercise and nutrition stuff for the purpose of optimizing the metabolism and optimizing body composition. But how, you know, there's a really long path as to how that, how's that ultimately happen. But um, I guess I'll start at the beginning because it's kind of an interesting story, I suppose. I, um, when I got out of high school, I went in the Coast Guard and I was a mechanic. I was an engineer in the Coast Guard. And when I got out of the military, um, I went to Penn State and I started as an aerospace engineering major at Penn State. And that lasted like a semester or two. Um, and I, I quickly got weeded out by calculus classes and stuff like that, you know, and I, I realized very quickly that, you know, I was pretty good at building engines and stuff, but like designing them, <laughs> no, not, not really my gig, right? So um, about that time, while I was at Penn State, um, I met my wife there, incidentally, and once she had a friend who actually worked for the football program for Penn State. And he was a student and he was an intern and his major was exercise and sports science. And I got to know him pretty well. And, you know, at Penn State at the time, it's a big division one football school. So they had a Nike all sport contract. And if you were in any way involved with the football program, you just got an enormous amount of free stuff, <laughs> shoes, jerseys, tickets, sideline passes, just, just anything you wanted. So I met this guy and I started talking to him. And I'm like, how do you get, you know, how are you on the sidelines? How do you get all this gear? And he goes, well, I'm an exercise science major and I work with the football program. And I'm like, I'm doing that. Cause by this time I was, I was carrying like a good 2.520 because of my, my, my six credit calculus D. So um, I decided to switch solely for the stuff. It was, it was purely because I wanted free stuff. And then, I started getting involved in the exercise field. I ended up working with the football program at Penn State, just like he did. And it started dawning on me that because, and I, again, I was always sort of a mechanical person. And it sort of dawned on me that the body, it's really so much of how the body works is, is very similar to the mechanical world. And in fact, most of the things that, or a lot of the things that we invent we model off of some type of biological system. So the body is really just a machine. It's just extremely elegant and far more complicated than any type of mechanical thing we would ever devise. So I got very interested in how the body adapts to training and how the body adapts to exercise. Now, I was never really an athlete. I played sports up until like eighth grade and then my social life was way too active in high school for me to worry about athletics. But um, by the time I got into college, I was really, really interested in how the body adapted. So um, by the time I got done at Penn State, I didn't really feel like I was, I knew enough. I wanted to know more about training and athletics and training athletes and things like that. So I went to Texas A&M. Is that a Texas A&M diploma on your wall wit right there? That is actually my wife's Texas A&M diploma. Ah, <laughs> that's mine back there. So anyway. So uh, uh, yeah, at Texas A&M, and I had never visited Texas A&M or anything like that, but I had found out that the way Texas A&M trained their athletes was diametrically opposed to the way Penn State trained. And I thought to myself, 
I want to know both of these ways. So I got accepted to Texas A&M. Again, never visited. Just got in the car and drove down. Walked in the weight room one day when we got there. Never, I never met the strength coach. I looked up where the weight room was on the campus map. And I walked in there. And I told the strength coach my story. I said, I came from Penn State. You know, I'll, I'll work for free. I just want to volunteer. It's like, all right, you, you can do that. So I volunteered for about six months and then they gave me a, a, a GA position. So I ended up working uh, with the football program at Texas A&M for about six years as a strength coach. But during that time, when I was supposed to get done with my master's, I was ready to go you know, work in the NFL as a strength coach. And I was like, eh. I don't feel like I knew enough. And by that time, I started really getting interested in how the body adapts to things like microgravity and space travel and stuff like that and disuse. So I switched out of a master's program into, into a doctoral program at AM. And I ultimately got my PhD in exercise physiology. But at that point, I sort of transitioned into basically doing NASA research, where we were studying how astronauts adapt to long-term space travel with primarily worried about cardiovascular function. Um, it's very, it's a very deleterious environment for the, for the, for the, for the human body to be in microgravity. You lose muscle, you lose bone, you lose cardiovascular function. So, um, and now if, you know, talking about going to Mars and things like that, there's without getting too far into it, there's a lot of things that you have to study from a biological perspective. And, and many of those things that we try to counter many of those adaptations with exercise in space. Unfortunately, they don't work very well, but exercise and nutrition is something that is heavily, heavily studied in the space world um, because it's critically important for, for survival. Um, and especially it's important for adaptation once you get back to 1G. So um, at that time, when I finally got done, well, what happened was we had an experiment that was going to fly on the um, Columbia shuttle. And it, the flight kept getting delayed and I couldn't wait around for this flight to go off. So the flight, I ended up leaving and I went to the University of Pennsylvania School of Medicine where I started doing breast cancer research as part of my postdoc. But our experiment went up on the Columbia and you may remember the Columbia shuttle blew up upon re-entry. So, you know, that was, I'm, I'm glad that I didn't stay around to finish the experiment because the experiment never returned. But in any case, um, so yeah, I went to Pennsylvania, the University of Pennsylvania for about a year. And while I was at, at University of Penn, 9-11 happened. And when 9-11 happened, the lab I was working in basically switched over to anthrax and bioterrorism research, which I wasn't interested in. So I left. Um, and ultimately in 2005, I came to George Washington University where I am now. So, um, but during that time, interestingly enough, when I was at Texas A&M, one of the strength coaches there was a distributor for the company that Ashley and Witt and I were involved with prior. This was a long time ago, late 90s. And I didn't get involved with that company at all. But about maybe, I don't know, 10 years later, 10 years after I left, I get a call out of the blue from a guy who used to be a strength coach at A&M, who was now full time working at the same company that Witt and Ashley were with. And he asked me, he said, we're looking for a scientific um, me medical, scientific and medical advisory board member. Would you be interested in that? So, you know, I was like, eh, you know, I'm not really into the whole direct selling thing. You know, it's one of those pyramid things. I don't know if I want to do that. So 
you know, I looked at the people who were on the board and it turns out I knew some of the people on the board. One of the people on the board was one of my former professors, actually. So I checked it out and I, I went to the company and I said, look, I said, I would consider this, but I've never even tried any of your products and I'm not going to go recommend products that I don't believe in. So I said, you give me a bunch of stuff. Let me try it for a while. And then I'll come back. I'll let you know if that's something I want to do. And then this is what gets into the video that Ashley was talking about, because I didn't tell anybody that I was going to do this, but I did a body comp test on myself. I measured my metabolism. Then I started taking these products and I never really changed anything else. I just took those products and I monitored body composition and I got really good results. And, you know, I was sort of wasn't expecting it to happen. I didn't really, I figured it wouldn't happen. I didn't really particularly want it to happen. I just, I just figured this isn't going to work, you know, but it turns out that it did. And I just basically sent some before and after pictures and they were like, we need to make a video of this. So that's how that happened. And um, so that's really, that's sort of, of my background of how I got to um, involved with that company and where I got to where I am now academically. So since I've been at GW, I've started the master's degree program in strength and conditioning. We just started an undergraduate degree program in strength and conditioning started this semester. Um, I used to run the weight management and human performance laboratory at GW, but that closed because of COVID. So, and we don't know if we're going to reopen that, but in that position is where we really focused mainly on weight management and using weight training, especially as an exercise adjunct to prevent muscle loss during periods of fat loss. So um, we took a very sort of scientific approach and objective approach to weight management rather than saying stuff like, oh, cut carbs and you'll be okay. So um, we measure everything and the more quantitative you can get when it comes to these kinds of things, uh, the, the better your results will be. So that's what I always promote and preach. So, yeah. So how, what was it about Neolife that made you want to partner with Neolife? What attracted you to the company and to the products? Well, the first thing that, because honestly, since, since I left our old company, I've been approached by a bunch of people to do different things that I didn't do for various reasons. But when I got the call from Wit, first, that's the first thing that I figured, okay, I'm going to consider this, right? Because it's from him. And he's the kind of guy that he's not going to call me with some crap offer. And I know he's not going to associate with some crap company. So I was very comfortable um, at least exploring Neo Life when I knew Wit was involved and then when I knew Ashley was involved, okay? So um, that made me look at it. And then when I looked at it, when I looked at it, honestly, I was, I was flabbergasted that I'd never heard of it before because, and not so much from the, from the, the company perspective, but more the, the historical perspective. You know, the company founded in 1958 and some of the very early um, people who are on the board were heavily involved in sort of figuring out what the RDAs were, the current RDAs that, that we use in the United States anyway for, um, for, for various micronutrients. You know, I had no idea that Neolife was involved in that process. So um, it was the same thing. I figured, okay, well, you know, I'll take a look at it. And um, I ended up having to meet the existing scientific advisory board, along with Kendra, the CEO, and we had a Zoom and everything like that. And 
Um, the credibility of the people on the board is second to none. And in comparison, the, the difference between the other company that we worked for and this company is our other company was solely um, uh, United States. So there wasn't really an international presence. And I think that having people on the board from other countries is extremely useful. It's extremely helpful because, you know, when we when you're in a U.S. only company and you're, you're discussing things, uh, you just there are things that you just don't know. And when you hear that perspective from other from other countries and from people from other other nations, it makes you think about things in a, in a completely different way. And we didn't really have that in that old company, so it's really nice to have that level of, um, I guess, sort of collegiality, if you will, worldwide rather than just nationwide. And then on top of that, you know, the products themselves. The products, there's nothing really that Neil Life makes that's that's like fatty or gimmicky. Fatty meaning F-A-D-D-Y, not fatty like, you know. So, um, so and, and that's one of the things that I really liked. And the other thing is, it, it sounds simple, but things like the protein and stuff like that, it dissolves easily. <laughs> it tastes good. You know, there's nothing worse than shaking up protein powder and it looks completely shaken. Then you get a big chunk of it that breaks apart and powder in your mouth. Oh, it's disgusting. But you know, this stuff, it doesn't do that at all. It's, it's, it's very high quality. It tastes really good. Um, so, you know, it, it's just simply, there's nothing really, I look for, I look for red flags when it comes to companies, right? And you can always find lots of them, especially when it comes to nutritional companies, and those red flags just weren't there with Neolife. So I felt very comfortable getting involved. And um, the first in-person experience I had with Neolife was great. Um, you know, the Zoom meetings I've had with the Scientific Advisory Board and um, with Kendra and the other leadership, everybody with the company has, has been fantastic. So I feel very uh, confident that I made a good decision. I feel very confident you make a good decision too. So all of those things that you saw even straight from the very beginning, uh, you know, talking to wit. Um, I have shared the exact same experience right down to the shake. <laughs> yeah. I was so excited when I tried the shake for the first time. Yeah. So then let me ask you a follow-on question. You said something earlier. You're like, I don't want to be involved in one of those things. You know, one of those pyramid things. We've all said that it was the beginning of my story. Yeah. So can you tell me a little bit about how you know, I, we know where you started, but now you have a passion and experience in the direct sales industry. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Because you were more than just a scientific advisory board member. Yeah. So, so when I, because I was on the scientific advisory board, I actually, we have to obviously had to go to these conventions and meetings and things like that. Um, so I had probably been to maybe, I don't know, two or three of these things. And in the other company, there were two conventions per year. And you know how everybody gets up there and they tell the stories about, you know, whatever. I was this and this. I couldn't make it, couldn't make, and couldn't, uh, make it to payday, you know, more month than money, all those things. And I'm listening to these stories and I'm like, man, I could kill this. If the, you know, I could do really well in this business. I know I could. And it, I sort of have the same sort of financial concerns that anybody else does, right? So um, I thought to myself, you know, this 
I could probably do pretty good at this. Why not? So, and I had a great story because I had already, I had a great product story because I just, you know, wanted to prove that they didn't work, <laughs> but it turns out they work great. So, um, and, and everybody would say, well, you know, all you really have to do is tell people your story. And I thought, well, I'm already doing that because once I started taking those products and I had these changes, everybody was telling me, hey, what are you doing? I said, I got involved with this company. I'm taking this stuff. I don't even know how you buy it. Just go to their website. So people would go to their website and start buying product. And so basically, I was building a business for somebody else, essentially what was happening. I just didn't know I was doing it. So eventually, it dawned on me that, look, these people are telling me stuff. I'm sending them to somebody else and they're buying product. So one time, and I, I was sending them to one guy because I only knew one guy in the company. <laughs> so I call him up and I'm like, man, I'm like, how much money are you making off of the people I'm sending to you? So he tells me, and I'm like, Ugh. so I went to the, I said, I'm not going to be on this. So I, I asked him, I said, can I be on the scientific uh, advisory board and also be a distributor? And they said, no. I said, right, well, I'm not going to be on the scientific advisory board anymore. So I stepped down and that was a pretty good gig, right? That was a risky move doing that. But um, I stepped down and like, I don't know how long it took. It didn't take very long, probably. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But, but we ended up building a pretty big, a few thousand people. I don't know what a, what a emerald well, or nine star. I don't know how yeah. big that is. So to translate it, just to help and to translate it from where we were to here, uh, Dr. Todd Miller built a president's team size business. So I just want to make sure like as he's downplaying it over here that you know that it was a very large business. There's a president's team size business about a one diamond business. And that was really, oh, yeah? like, I was so excited for you to tell everyone about that because very rarely can you find someone that has the expertise that you have, you know, all of the scientific and medical backing that you have, but also completely understands it from a field perspective. It's a, it's a beautiful combination that we have in you. And I love that when you are developing products with the scientific advisory board, you also will be looking at it as like, how can this go into the marketplace? You know, when I was a promoter, this is how I would sell this. Um, having that on the scientific advisory board is something that I, I think I think companies only dream of. So I'm yeah. super excited about that. Yeah, well, I just in just in in general, I'm just an, an entrepreneurial person, you know, and and it's it's very difficult for me. Like even in our last scientific, my first SAB meeting with Neolife, yeah, you know, the, a lot of those discussions come up. You know, like it, it's it's a sort of a, a product question versus a marketing consumer question, and um, a lot it's 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 common that for people who are academics, th they just don't think of things that way, right? Because they've never they've never had to live in that world, right? So. Um, it, it's, I can't help but think about things that way. Like when we're talking about developing a new product, we might be talking about the ingredients and the efficacy and the dosage and the dissolvability. And at the same time, I'm thinking, what's it taste like? Can we sell it? What lines is it going to go into? What is it going to compete with? What are people not going to buy because of this? You know, it, and you know, I, that's just, that's becomes from being, from running a business. 
It's that simple, you know? Oh, that's such an asset. I can tell you everyone that's watching this right now, they're so excited to have you here. So just one more question and then we will let you go. I guess just what excites you most about the future uh, with Neolife? Well, I, I'm a, I can only talk about my personal experience and, and my personal experience is sort of um, uh, limited to the United States, right? So, and my, my personal experience is also a limit of the fact that I came on board August 1st was my official start date. So I've really only been to one event. And the thing that I think excites me the most about it is the growth potential that Neolife has in the United States. Now, again, I'm, I'm not sure what's going on in the rest of the world. It's too early for me to know that kind of stuff. But when I went to convention and saw the, the size of convention, that's, it's just the surface isn't even scratched, right? They, they, you, I think that, that, that most people probably have no idea the potential that this company has. And I don't mean, I don't mean long-term, I mean like in the next three, three, five years, huge differences. I'd say that because again, I hate to keep bringing up this other company that, that, I, that we were involved in, but that company, it was very similar. When I first went to my first sort of big convention, there were probably about maybe two to 3,000 people there. And then I think maybe five or six years later, we were in Texas Stadium with 25,000 people, okay? So, and that happened, I'll, I'll tell you what, that happened because of participation in the kind of events that Witt and Ashley are posting and telling you guys about, right? That's what drives those things. So the best advice I can give is just do the things that they tell you to do, listen to what they tell you to do, and the company will grow. Uh, it, it, it almost can't help but grow. You know, it's almost like, and I thought, I was thinking this to myself, I don't wanna get anybody upset here. I was thinking this to myself, at convention, I was thinking to myself, this place, this thing has been around since 1958. Is that right? 1958? And I'm thinking, are they trying not to grow this? <laughs> because <laughs> from 1958 until now, um, now, again, worldwide, that's a huge nut to crack. So that is a very big deal. And that explains why the growth in the US has not really been where, where, where it potentially can be. But at least from the U.S. market, I think that this the ceiling is about to get blown off, and and um, that's a function of participating mainly in these events and doing the things that your leadership tells you to do. That's all I did, and you know, I was one of those people where, like, when I started building a business in direct selling, people were like, "Ah." Eh. You know, he's not going to do well. He's too smart for it. You start rattling off ingredients and then and those kinds of things. And, you know, it's, it, it's totally, if you, when the right person sees it, you know, it, there's nothing that, there's nothing that you can do to stop that. And as long as you keep putting people in front of these events and people listening, having people hear these stories, you're going to find people who want to get on board from every walk of life. You know, nobody pitched it to me. Nobody walked up to me and said, hey, do you want to get involved in blah, 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 because they made the assumption that I wouldn't want to do it. So I picked up the phone and called somebody and said, hey, I want to be a distributor. And you're the only guy I know. 
So he was the only person I knew. So he was the only distributor I knew. So that's who I signed up on. So don't be afraid to talk to people. That is, sorry, I was just making sure that I wasn't going to interrupt with. That is so good. There's so many nuggets that you've given us today, but right there at the end to not prejudge and to know that the growth in the U.S. is coming. And for anyone that is in the boat, like the tide is rising. And if they can get to Impact Summit, if they can join in the programs like Ruby Boot Camp, if they can just stay connected to the vine, it is, it is growing. It's going to grow with or without you. So you might as well be in the boat when the tide is rising. So thank you so much, Dr. Miller. I want to turn it back over to Wit because I know he has something to say about all of this. No, hey, I just, Ashley, Dr. Todd Miller, thank you all so much um, for just today. And Dr. Todd, um, you know, sharing your heart and your passion for the industry and, and for Neolife and, and, and the opportunity that you, you see ahead. Um, you got me really excited when we were at convention together mm-hmm. and you said, you, you talked to Ashley, you said, this feels like what I've seen before when it was, it was a small group of people who were mm-hmm. excited and hungry that turned into a stadium full of people. Like this has that same yep. feeling of, of community, culture and growth opportunity. And as Ashley and I have said before many times, we see this not even having that type of growth, but beyond yeah. because of what Neolife has. There's, I mean, uh, and what what you all in the field have your hands on is second to none. And we're committed, Ashley, Dr. Miller, the, Kendra, the whole team, to, in, to making everything we do even better as we move forward. We're not settling for great. We're, we're, gonna, we're, all, we're pursuing world-class. Um, you know, there's, they always say good's the enemy of great, but then I think you can settle for great, but we don't want to be great. There's a lot of great companies. We want to be world-class, the gold standard that everybody looks at. Um, and that's what we're pursuing. That's what, uh, that's what we are. And so I actually said it like, this is not the time to take Neolife for granted. If you've got a serious desire for growth, for building your business and for earning a significant income right now is the time to draw the line in the sand, grit the teeth, put the chin strap on can get to work um, and it'll be worth it in the long run. So Ashley and Dr. Miller, thank you both so much. Everyone have a wonderful day and we hope to see you all tonight at Ruby Bootcamp. Thanks everybody.